Welcome, everyone, to Vegas Revealed. It is Episode 7. And we have some exciting new details about a couple of big award shows that are coming up in Las Vegas this spring. You want to hear this and add it to your vacation calendar. Plus, what's old is new again in downtown Las Vegas. Experience an up-and-coming hotspot we're going to tell you about. And Vegas is a pro sports town now. We are talking with one of the ultimate fans that you'll find right here in the Las Vegas Valley. And Christina Aguilera is back on the Las Vegas Strip. We'll hear from her. And welcome to Vegas Revealed. I'm Dana Roselli. And I'm Sean McAllister coming to you as always from the Palazzo Broadcast Studio at Legacy Stadium in the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Yeah, and there's always free parking. We like to drop that in there. <laughs> and you know, there's never any shortage of entertainment here in Las Vegas. We have a ton of resident headliners. We have a, a ton of production shows on pretty much every scale from huge Cirque shows to shows that are just kind of in smaller boutique kind of theaters. But what we really get excited about is when these big red carpet award shows come to town. I know. It's like we've got to throw something else in the mix, right? <laughs> April's going to be a busy, busy month. Uh, we have a lot coming in, including the NFL draft, but two big award shows. Um, one, actually both of them returning. The ACM Awards, always held here, and it's going to be at MGM's Grand Garden Arena again on April 5th. And we found out today that Keith Urban is hosting, which is really cool because he's kind of a, a new resident headliner here with his show over at Caesars Palace. Yeah, over at the Coliseum. He's one of the, the first artists to be performing inside the Coliseum after it underwent a, a pretty massive renovation. They've uh, taken out a lot of the seats at the front of the Coliseum that are like down on that orchestra level seating. And right up close to the stage, they can have seats there if they want to, but it's on this uh, platform that goes up and down, and they can turn it into a pit also, and that's what they've done for Keith Urban's show. So it feels like you're at this awesome country concert, and I have no doubt that Keith is going to bring that excitement to the stage at the Academy of Country Music Awards in April, too. Yeah, it's always exciting to see who's going to host, you know, because they got to carry it. they got to carry the show. <laughs> it, it is, and I think Keith is, is going to do a great job. He obviously has a ton of country friends in the industry, so, you know, during that opening monologue, I think he'll be able to um, respectfully poke fun at some people, too, and of course, he's no stranger to winning ACM awards no. either and uh, speaking of the awards the nominations also just came out as well and uh, in entertainer of the year this is a category that the ACMs have kind of caught a little heat for before because it's only been male nominees mm. in there and people have said what the heck mm -hmm. country has tons of ladies in there right and so this year there is one female nominee and that is Carrie Underwood. Oh, 
Okay, yeah. I was just going to say, last time I did, I did one ACM red carpet, and I remember I was in awe with Carrie Underwood, how well-spoken she was, how beautiful she looked, all of that. So I'm glad that she's in there, Entertainer of the Year. That makes sense. Yeah, and she, uh, I believe she's up for two other awards, Female uh, Entertainer of the Year, or Female Artist of the Year, and I believe she's in there for another one. But um, Marin Morris, Thomas Rhett, uh, and Dan and Shay mm-hmm. all up for uh, four nominations. They okay. top the nominees this year. So yeah, um, ACM Awards coming up April 5th at MGM Grand Garden Arena. That's always a, a great time because they build a whole weekend of entertainment out of this award show. Right. And I mean, we, you know, we've become a country town with the NFR. I mean, yeah. that's always huge every year. You know, we have tons of country music festivals and shows and I mean, it's just uh, something that people love here and that tourists love to be a part of as well. So it's definitely a really good award show to have here, and we're glad that they're coming back. Another big award show is the Billboard Music Awards. They are returning as well to Las Vegas, and that'll be toward the end of April, and that is going to be hosted by Kelly Clarkson, which is really cool. She also getting a new show at Zappos Theater at Planet Hollywood, so it'll be cool to have her here hosting the Billboard Music Awards. She now has her own show on TV that's doing really well. Yeah, so Kelly is actually going to be launching her Las Vegas residency in the week leading up to the ACM Awards. Okay. And so she'll get tons of hype oh, yeah. out of that. And then smart, she gets smart even cookie, more Kelly. hype when she uh, hosts the Billboard Music Awards at the end of April. So she's kind of bookending the month there with some big stuff. Yeah. Now, is not is it Garth Brooks that's being honored at Billboard or ACM? I forget. The Billboard Awards. Yes, Garth that's what I Brooks thought. is getting the Icon, Icon Award, Award. That's right. Which, I mean, I, I, I don't think you need an award to know that Garth Brooks <laughs> is an icon. That's and he's sure. another guy who's had a, a residency here in Las Vegas <sighs> for a while. He had a, a show over at... Uh, win yeah, Las that, Vegas. Yeah, that was great because it was so intimate. Oh. That was so Garth Brooks up close. What a treat. Yeah, that, and that was literally just him on an empty stage with a guitar. And he would so come good. out in like jeans and a hoodie. Yeah, and it was fly in for the super night. Super chill. <laughs> yeah, and then I think he'd fly home and be at his like daughter's soccer games and stuff like that. He had a whole thing set up with Steve Wynn. Yeah, I think that was the <laughs> stipulation. He said yes to doing all these shows as long as he could come in and out on the same day. I love it. So that he could keep up with, yeah, his family life. Yeah. Which is super cool. I love that. I remember I did an interview with him when that launched off and um, I asked him to do like a holiday greeting for, you know, the station I was working at at the time and he would not do it unless I was in it with him. And I'm like, no, 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 we really just want you. I'm like, the station doesn't want me in it. We want you. But he wouldn't do it. He just was so kind. He's like, I want you to be in it. I want you to be in it with me. I'm not doing it unless you're... So anyway, it was just a fun experience, a good memory with Garth Brooks. So that'll be cool to have him honored at the Billboard Music Awards for the Icon Award. Yeah, certainly deserving Mm -hmm. of uh, that icon status Mm -hmm. officially now. Uh, Somebody else who you could say is an icon is Christina Aguilera. Mm -hmm. I mean, her voice is just something to write home about literally um she opened her show at zappos theater a while back um but she you know she's one of the headliners that leaves comes back leaves comes back and um and i just remember you know i could have just 
had her stand there with a spotlight on her and her just sing the entire show and I would have been happy. Her voice is incredible. She really is. And I mean, she's been on stage since she was like seven years old. So she's had a lifetime performing and she really is fantastic. She uh, came back with a, a handful of shows last week of February has a few more shows um, leading through March 6th. And uh, I actually had the chance to sit down and talk with Christina when she kicked off her uh, first run of shows here in Las Vegas. Christina, welcome to Vegas. Thank you. I know it feels good. It feels like a home already. And when you found out that you were going to be doing this residency, did you already know what kind of theme and message you wanted to include in it? You know, for some reason, yes, I, I, the way I've, you know, grown and matured and, you know, I've been doing this, well, having the stage as a home since I was seven and, you know, working since then, you know, you kind of cultivate uh, over time ideas and things like that. And for a show that's going to be in Vegas, you know, you got to go big, uh, knowing, you know, I've been a huge fan of Cirque shows and I was inspired by some of that and really telling a story, not just uh, putting on a show, a concert and doing a bunch of songs. I really wanted to you know, tap into people's hearts and give them a moment to have a safe space to just not have to be on for anyone in their job as mothers, you know, having to be on for our children or fathers and, and just everyone just for a moment getting a break from life and having a moment to get a five sensory experience here. I mean, we have, you know, things for touch and we have scents um, coming through the vents in certain moments to bring uh, visuals to life. There's so much going on and so much to see. It's um, hopefully a sensory overload. <laughs> and the whole concept of, of being unmasked and yes. letting loose inside yes. of this theater, yeah. was there... A specific moment for you when you felt like you were able to take off the mask professionally and personally? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, you know, since being, as I said, you know, doing this since I was such a little girl, seven, you know, you're pulled and pushed in a lot of different directions. You're told to be this. You're told to be that. You have a lot of different opinions coming at you. And it's so important to have a grounded sensibility of yourself. And you know, I never lost sight of that. I truly, my goal with this gift and these opportunities that I'm given and I'm, you know, I'm grateful for, I truly feel, given my background and upbringing was chaotic, you know, in the home, uh, I really just did want to provide a safe space. And um, given the mask, I think that whenever I got my foot in the door, I did my first record, I just still felt like I wasn't truly tapping into the messages that I wanted to provide for people and to share. And that's whenever I took a mask off and recorded Stripped, which was all about unmasking, you know, um, just being who I needed to be as a woman, reflecting, you know, beautiful, the vulnerable side, giving fighter, you know, no matter what your past does to you, you fight through it and it builds the character and the person that you are. So any experience, good or bad, is something that you need to go through to learn the lessons you you need to to be the best you can and you know to dirty to just having fun and owning your power and your sexuality i mean these are all important things that every human i think has inside of them and we should all feel 
empowered to feel all of those things which are provided in the show. And we see glimpses of Cher during your show. You're now performing in the same city. I know! Any chance that we could see you two on the same stage together? That would be incredible. Uh, we, d- we did our movie together, Burlesque, uh, which was an incredible experience. I mean, my God, the one- she's just so, so amazing. An original badass woman, female, and, you know, it's just so awesome to come to even a venue of this with the history that it's had, a lot of great female energy, and just, you know, bringing my own experience to the table it's great. I mean, like, yes, having all of us on stage at the same time would be epic. Um, but she is a queen, uh, like a royal industry, badass female, you know, queen of queens. And she just, I definitely have a snippet of her saying something extremely powerful in a section that celebrates women and empowerment. Um, Can't Hold Us Down was another one from the strip record that just still resonates so strong today and so powerful. Well, I hope that uh, you and your family feel at home here in Las Vegas. Thank you. I appreciate that. And enjoy your time here. And we enjoy having you here. Thank you so much. I so appreciate that. Phenomenal (laughs) show. Thank you, Christina. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, if you get a chance and you love Christina Aguilera, go see her uh, show over at the Planet Hollywood. It's in the Zappos Theater. You can get tickets on Ticketmaster. Yeah, and really open in that interview, too. Mm -hmm. I I like Christina a lot. Yeah. Great show, too. Yeah, and she's, you know, longevity is everything. She's been around for a long, long time and just continues to pump out songs that, you know, do really, really well. And it would be great to see Christina and Cher back on the same stage performing together again. That would be cool. And Cher's back in town this uh, just this weekend. Yeah. So she'll be back. So it could happen. Who knows? Turn back to home. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite thing to say when I can. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about a couple things going on. Uh, something you and I stopped at uh, just a couple, oh, about a week ago, uh, was a new store that opened in Caesars Palace. It's the, and I hope I'm saying it right, Sean, the Tonino Lamborghini flagship store. You nailed it. All right. It's your Italian roots. You got it. (laughs) I got it. Um, It was really cool. We popped in to check that out. It's a small little store, but they sell watches and fragrance. And it is, I mean, it's nice. So the Lamborghini name, obviously people know from the cars. Right. I thought I was going in to see cars. Right. (laughs) But so uh, the car portion of the family's business has been sold off. And so now they're kind of transitioning to a lifestyle brand. And Tonino Lamborghini is their lifestyle brand that is uh, huge overseas. But this is the flagship store here in the United States, only at Caesars Palace. Yeah, and they had the big wigs in town for this. You and I were at the the post-celebration there at Rayos. And yeah, there were people in from all over the world. Italy. Yeah, the Lamborghini family was here. The Lamborghini family. We were like, wow, we feel like, you know, we don't know what to do. (laughs) Um, But yeah, big, big time people. And they um, kind of like kicked off their fragrance line there. They had the white fragrance and the black fragrance, two different kinds. I think one was like a daytime and one was an evening or just kind of a different scent. Yeah, they said one is like the good girl scent and one is like... Yeah. When you're Spicing feeling a little saucy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they both smelled really, really good. They were giving out samples and smelled great. And they were, you know, not too crazy price-wise. No, not at all. Yeah. Even the, uh, they have some men's fragrances inside the um, the, the boutique mm-hmm. also. And those were really good. Yeah. I have their, their classic Mm-hmm. Men's scent, right? That's on my uh, birthday wish list. Okay, <coughs> you heard it here. Got it. Got it. April seventeenth. <laughs> yeah, coming up. <laughs> uh, it, is it? 
Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I got to write that down. Aries. <laughs> an Aries. Oh, I dated an Aries once. <laughs> Wasn't a great experience, but we'll save that for another podcast. But they podcast. make great coworkers. <laughs> they do. They do. All right. Well, let's talk about um, someplace we're going tonight after the podcast. We're actually recording right now on a Thursday. So we've got an event we're going to head to. And this is cool. El Dorado Cantina. They already have a spot um, just to the west of the strip. but And it's great. It's a Mexican uh, cantina and great fresh organic food and everything like that. And now they've opened one at Tivoli Village. And um, for locals, you probably know where Tivoli Village is. Um, those that are visiting um, and tourists that are listening, if you want to go for a couple hours to a really cool spot, Tivoli Village is this shops and restaurant and like kind of kind of looks like Italy. Italy. Yeah. <laughs> like with the colored buildings and everything like that. Yeah, the architecture and everything. It, it, it really is a, a cool spot with some really unique shops in there that you won't find anywhere else. There's right. shops, there's restaurants, there's art galleries. Yeah, cafes, all that kind of thing. And now El Dorado Cantina has opened up a new restaurant there, so they're expanding. And you and I stopped in uh, to preview it and actually have some lunch. The food was delicious, oh, but the so inside good. decor was incredible too, right? They had like the the different um, lights. What do you call them? Why am I the blanking? Chandeliers. Chandeliers. Oh, chandeliers. The so art, cool. Yeah. yeah. The really artsy. The the walls were full of really cool art and uh, flowers everywhere. Big, big spot. And then I just got an email from them saying they're now open 24 hours. Really? Yes. So if you want a little late night thing, you can go there. 24 oh hours at Tivoli Village. And that food was delicious. I think uh, one of the items that we had were portobello uh, yes, tacos. Those were good. The port of, oh, those were... I have never... They had more flavor than even some tacos with meat that mm-hmm. I've had right. before. Oh, everything that was, was good. phenomenal. The table side guac is great. Um, we'll, we'll post yeah. some stuff on uh, our website, Vegas-Revealed.com. For sure. And you can check some stuff out there. And the original one here is next to the Sapphire Strip Club, by the way. So yes, it's always and kind people of a- would go there... Yeah. Just for the food. And it's like not inside of it. It's actually, it's like the building. You have to like go to another door and everyone's Adjacent like inside to. the strip club. I'm like, no, it's not. But it's really cool because it, I think that one too opened 24 hours. I'm, don't quote me on that. But it's a great spot because you can go. It's just off the strip and, and you know, and get some really good food. It just happens to be next to the strip club. So yeah. there and you go. That's how, that's how people got to right. know it. So don't mind the blue neon, you know, <laughs> lights shining in your car as you pull into the parking lot <laughs> but but this one is next to the the new location out at uh tivoli village is um not next to a strip club right <laughs> <laughs> so uh keep we'll keep posted on our um social media we also have a new website vegas-revealed.com go there all our socials there are different videos everything that we're up to and you can get all the information and you can also look at it visually too and you can also subscribe to our podcast there so go check that out vegas-revealed and you know las vegas has turned into a massive Pro Sports Town. And coming up next on Vegas Revealed, we are sitting down with one of the Vegas Golden Knights, our hockey team, one of their biggest fans. You want to hear what he has to say coming up next. Mm 
Thanks for listening to Vegas Revealed. We just wanted to take a minute and let you know that we have a brand new website, vegas-revealed.com. That's where you'll find links to our podcast. You can find all different platforms to listen to Vegas Revealed. Also, we have an email there, ideas at vegas-revealed.com. Send us a note. Let us know what you want to hear here on our podcast. Also, our YouTube page has really cool videos that we produce when we're out and about in Las Vegas. It's a one-stop shop for everything Vegas-related. Vegas-revealed.com. Well, welcome back. We are excited. We have a special guest with us today in the studio, and he has several different names, Sean. Um, I follow him on Twitter. I met him at a Golden Knights game, and his name is Christopher Green. But if you go on Twitter, you might know him as VGK Warmies Guy. He's actually at Sharky Green is the handle. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. <laughs> well, let's talk about, first of all, these different names. Where's the Warmies Guy come from? That's a pretty long story, but it's fun. Okay. Um, so in the very beginning, in the inaugural season of the Vegas Golden Knights, the p- first preseason game, I was up in Jack Daniels Lounge hanging out like I thought I was supposed to, and I started hearing the most fantastic music I had ever heard in my life, and it was DJ Joe Green playing the warm-up music, and that's when the players took the ice, and there was nobody there. So I went down to dance because it was the most enjoyable music I'd ever heard. I couldn't believe how much fun it was. Mm -hmm. So I just started dancing, didn't even care. Mm -hmm. And for some stupid reason, um, my dancing seemed to catch the eye (laughs) of the producer and the production team. And I assume that's where the name Warmies Guy came from later on in the season. Towards the end of the season, they told me that story and told me that's what they called me, Warmies Guy. So when they needed to put the camera on somebody who was doing something really goofy or kind of silly... It was cut to Wormy's guy. That, that was your nickname in the control room? Apparently. I yes. love that. That's the story that I heard. <laughs> so were you at the very first Golden Knights game? Absolutely, yes. Oh, from okay. the very beginning. In fact, uh, there was Frozen Fury before then, which was an, an exhibition game between a couple of different other teams that came. I was at that one, and that's exactly the point in which I chose the seats that I really wanted. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So even good. before. Now, how long have you been in Las Vegas? Uh, uh, 17 years. 17 years. Okay. So, right. Two so years you, longer than us. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you know exactly what it's like. You know Las Vegas pre-pro sports. Absolutely. And obviously now what it's like having pro sports teams here. For people who don't live here, kind of explain the difference between the two Las Vegases. <laughs> well, in the beginning, when I first showed up around, say, 2002, uh, it was a little bit of a, a different story. It was kind of a small town feel, still is kind of a small town feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we're the sports and entertainment capital of the world. Mm-hmm. Before, we were kind of um, moving in the direction of the entertainment capital of the world, and we were, but now we're both the sports and entertainment capital of the world. And in my view, um, I credit um, the people of Las Vegas to drive that desire and need for a little bit more of a variety and diversity of entertainment Mm -hmm. and sports. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting for people who might be listening. I'm sure not the whole world follows NHL hockey, but we have the Golden Knights, which is an NHL team, and it was our first um, sports team, professional sports team here in Vegas, and so many people said, this would never be a sports town, it's never going to work. What do you have to say to those people? 
Well, don't count us out before <laughs> you have an opportunity to see it. Um, I love the idea that we can reinvent just about any concept here in Las Vegas. we got a blank slate here just to put anything down that we want to. Uh, let me give you an example. Um, Carolyn Swords from uh, the WNBA franchise, the Las Vegas Aces, uh, just announced her retirement. And here we have a perfect example of a... Uh, uh, a women's national basketball association team coming to Las Vegas and becoming popular. Uh, we have a um, uh, wonderful example of bringing sports into the community where we never really cared. And I have to be honest with you, I was really never a sports fan myself. Mm. And now I'm attending high school basketball games <laughs> because of the WNBA franchise. Yeah. Well, and isn't it incredible how uh, once the, the Golden Knights really kicked off this pro sports uh, uh, fascination mm -hmm. here in Las Vegas, and now you don't go anywhere without seeing a bumper sticker, a dog bandana, a t-shirt, a hat. Like, it is everywhere and now whether it's the raiders the the lights we have the um wnba team the aces and now the raiders it, i mean there was nothing like this in las vegas before was there it's a it's been a, a remarkable transformation a very wonderful journey and um you know you 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 pointed out very carefully that the uh the marketing department of the vegas golden knights have done a pretty good job of capitalizing on that that popularity uh license plates stickers mm -hmm. um i even have on 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 the the top of my car uh a little seat cover covering up my uh my the the headrest of my seat <laughs> so um Pins. I'm famous for my pins on on my scarf. Uh, lapel pins are good trading things for when you want to show up at a, at a at an away game and you see somebody you want to trade pins together. Look at the goodwill that we're generating because of this fantastic exploration of entertainment and sports here in Las Vegas. And you mentioned the the trading of the lapel pins and the the goodwill that vegas fans uh show to other the fans of other teams is that when people come to town is that the experience that you hope that everybody walks away with do you think that everybody walks away with that it's a strong endeavor to embrace but yes that is the experience that i'm hoping for yes we have sports rivalries yes it's not going to be perfect yes there is going to be friction but if you can turn that around and shake somebody's hands and say hey are you from the opposing team do you live in that opposing team city we're really glad you came to Las Vegas. You're not going to find that kind of hospitality anywhere else in the world. Las Vegas is the place where people come to feel better, mm -hmm. to enjoy life just for a little while. And it's been said many times uh, and through many occurrences, we want to give the opportunity for people to enjoy life for a small period of time so that they can turn around and they can say, I really enjoyed my time here in Las Vegas. I want to come back. Yeah, and I think it's already been proven. I mean, listen, the locals coming to the Strip, it was, remember, it used to be, I don't go to the Strip. I'm, oh, I don't go to the Strip. But now, you want to go to a Golden Knights game, you go to the, script that when we're, to the Strip, and we're filling the arena. So we're showing that many people. So there's that. But what do you recommend for visitors that are coming to Las Vegas? Um, you know, they might not think of going to a hockey game, but it is entertainment as well. It's the team. It's the sport. But, I mean, it's quite a visual. There's a whole bunch of stuff that happens before, during, and after sure. the game. Sure. Well, to get the full experience you really have to start early uh -huh. uh, in my view um getting getting to the arena as early as possible you got toshiba plaza right there with dj michael toast and other djs pumping up the the crowd in the pregame uh, uh 
the mm-hmm. pregame uh, experience, and it's just so exciting. And it's not just that. they have uh, It's almost like a carnival-like atmosphere out there. Sometimes they have exhibitors. Uh, there's funnel cakes or beer or anything you can imagine. Oh, and that's good. just on Toshiba <laughs> Plaza. We're not even talking about the wonderful uh, built-up experience around it in Park MGM and all the rest of the um, uh, New York, New York uh, experience. They're a fantastic enjoyment. So you get in line. You're waiting in line. You've already had a lot of fun to begin with if you do it right. <laughs> And then you get in the door into pregame and warm-ups. And that's where, in my view, that's where it all starts. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, the, that's the big bang, as far as I'm concerned. Because here you are trying to encourage your player, whoever your favorite player is, whether he's on our team or on the opposing team, and you're going to be dancing, you're going to be shouting, you're going to be screaming for joy because... It's a carnival-like atmosphere, maybe. Maybe it's a, maybe it's just something that you you really want to feel a connection to. Mm-hmm. But it's a community, mm-hmm. and by the time we actually get to the puck drop, you've already spent two or three hours having a good time, and then you get to watch a hockey game. So I like to say, you know. A family reunion uh, happened at T-Mobile <laughs> Arena, and a hockey game broke out. <laughs> yeah, true. it's so true. I can't even count the number of times that I've I've been to a game, and I see people who I only see at hockey games. True, true. And it's so much fun. It really is. That atmosphere is incredible. We yeah. should turn that around. Uh, hockey should be a springboard for bringing the community even further together. If you're only seeing people at hockey games, mm-hmm. let's reach out to them and say, hey, let's get together for a beer or a cup of coffee. Right, that's a good point. And you attend, I notice, even practices, uh, all the the Golden Knights events. And I know you've made a lot of friends through that. And it is a community to you, right? So not everybody can make it to the game. And a lot of people only see the game on television. But some people do come to practices. Practices are, I mean, when you go to City National Arena to, to see the Vegas Golden Knights practice, you don't get that experience in any other NHL team. And I would gamble to say not any other sports team ever. Mm-hmm. So this is a way for the community to come together and make friends, socialize, and uh, cheer on and encourage our team in a positive fashion. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic experience for everybody to get together. And, of course, it's free. Yes, that's Which is true. the best price. Yeah. Now, talk about that. So you're a season ticket holder? I am. And I'm just curious because I know it can be pricey, obviously, and not everyone can do it. I mean, what do you give up in order to be at games? I always wonder this for the dedicated <laughs> Golden Knights fans that are every game. Like, you've got to – there's something had to leave your life in order to allow you to go there. What was it? Is it other – or maybe you're just – maybe it's just kind of your um, entertainment where maybe you'd be at different kinds of things instead. Well, in many cases, um, I do give up a lot of socializing. I really would enjoy a little bit more free time, but I pack an awful lot into the non-game days and an awful lot into the uh, the summer season when the, when the team is not playing. Mm-hmm. So I don't really think that I give up anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be happy to go through a whole list of wonderful experiences uh, that we, we could have that are non-game day experiences. But, right. Right. Well, I just mean before the Golden Knights existed. You know what I mean? Like, like you have to like, okay, well, what, do, what have I replaced going to the games sure. and spending money on that with? You know, what was I doing before that maybe I don't do now or something like that? Let me color it a little bit. Um, in my case, I was a very rigid, very difficult person to get along Uh-oh, with. Oh, you were? Yeah. And it was, I think, genetic because I think, you know, my family was like that. And we were all very conservative people. And what 
hockey taught me was to accept all people, was to embrace the culture of all people. It doesn't make any difference if you're wearing a different colored jersey. What did I give up? I'll tell you what I gave up. I gave up being a jerk. I love that. And you oh. just and now you're warmy. I was gonna say so so warmy's guy wasn't warmy always warmy. And fuzzy. Right. <laughs> That's great Look though. Look what hockey can do. Yeah. I know. It's really cool. And um I know you've even talked about and I, I've been to games, a lot of them have been way up top. Some have been close and there I had no bad seat there in T Mobile Arena. Right? I've been to arenas where there are questionable seats, but yes. in T Mobile Arena, every seat is valuable. Mm-hmm. Are you going to continue to be a season ticket holder, you think? Until my dying breath. Oh, my bet. God. I love it. And listen, we've uh, just recently had uh, a lot of uh, trades, acquisitions, a lot of changes with the team, including the coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people are saying that this could be setting us up for uh, another big run here toward the end of the season already done mm-hmm. already seven done. games right We've seven yeah games seven all. games right now uh seven game winning streak which is an extremely impressive feat mm-hmm. um i don't want to belabor the point but the fact of the matter is hockey is a business at the end of the day and we have to say goodbye to some of our friends sometimes yeah and do. um I've seen some come and go, mm-hmm. and we welcome new ones. Right. Um, it's extremely important to realize the end result, the end goal, is the Stanley Cup. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're not. We didn't wake up to be mediocre. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. All right. So let's talk about some of the times we see you, and you've you've got friends with you, uh, girlfriends, things like that. And you were saying you were listening to one of our podcasts, and you liked that we mentioned some of the uh, off-strip restaurants, some oh, of the yeah. romantic restaurants. So, do you date a lot, and do you go to a lot of restaurants? Do you have some favorites you want to share with our listeners? Yes. Okay. Yes. What do you got? So, let, let me preface this really, really <laughs> fast. Um, the the method for which I would choose restaurants was not exclusively for dating purposes, but to make sure that my mother, who would come to Las Vegas on vacation, would enjoy the restaurant. Okay. That was the original intent. And, of course, um, now that she's uh, no longer with us, mm-hmm. um, I have to parlay that into something useful. So um, <laughs> let me go through a couple of uh, wonderful choices that I have okay. for um, what I would consider to be a, a less public experience or a more intimate experience. Okay. If you okay. want to take somebody on a, on, a, on a date or something like that. Okay. I'm taking notes. I'm opening up my So grass. to start with, I, I want to give a big shout out to Capo's Speakeasy. Yeah. I have, I have 100% um, uh, enjoyment at that particular mm-hmm. establishment. Mm-hmm. Wonderful people, fantastic story, and great food. Right. Uh, and the ambiance it is, is incomparable. It, it's great. So also um, inside Silverton Resort and Casino is a steakhouse called Twin Creeks. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're looking for a private experience... Uh, maybe you want to get away from the crowds. Maybe you don't want to be recognized. Maybe you want to have a nice, long conversation with somebody you really care about. This is the place to do it over a great steak. Mm. Right now, they have a Friday fillet special for $50, and it Ooh. can't be beat. It's oh six ounces God. of prime beef <laughs> with a couple of sides and a glass of wine. $50. Wow, that's wow. good. Now, Sean walked that's in great. here saying he was hungry today. So I'm I know, sure I just got hungrier. <laughs> My gosh, talk about steak and wine, and you got me. Man. Yeah, Sean does like a good glass of wine. Uh, <laughs> what else do you got? As I served the United States Air Force, I was stationed in Biloxi, Mississippi, Keesler Air Force Base, which is right next to New Orleans, and I picked up a flavor for the Cajun cooking, including beignets. You want good Cajun food, you go to Rhythm Kitchen on Decatur, South Decatur, at 
Sunset. Yeah, it's around that area. Yeah, uh, driven by. I've never been. Uh, it's a malleable uh, restaurant. What I would consider to be a malleable restaurant. Um, you've got a bar space. You have a, a little um, uh, little meeting space in the top floor. You have a, a full dining restaurant, and this is what I consider to be four star service. Service is the number one key that I look for in a restaurant, especially. So you can do a lot of things, like you could have a private, intimate dinner, or you could hang out with people at the bar. They serve um, food that you would always find in any Cajun restaurant in New Orleans, including there is crawfish. I don't eat the crawfish or the alligator, <laughs> but uh, I have tried it, and it's not bad. Okay. <laughs> um, they have a great source for Chilean sea bass, if that's mm. what you're looking for, and they're a great steak source. So if you're looking for a good steak. But, of course, in my case, it's catfish, red beans, and rice. Yeah, yes. that sounds good. Oh, great. All right. I love these choices. And, you know, people that are visiting can go to these, too. You don't always have to go to a restaurant on the strip (laughs) these are all unicorn restaurants and speaking of the unicorn um table 34 over on warm springs at amigo is a is a hole in the wall uh kind of experience that you would expect but you walk in and it is white tablecloth 100 percent exactly what you're looking for if you're looking for an intimate dating experience a business lunch or uh, maybe just uh, a glass of wine after dinner. Yeah, that is a great spot. High quality, mm-hmm. great food. Okay, I love it. I love that. I love all these ideas. I'd, I've never been to any besides Capos, Twin Twin <laughs> Twin Creeks, Twin Creeks, Creeks yeah, inside I've Silverton Resort. Yeah, I the like the Silverton. If, I like the Mexican restaurant there. The bonus, if you go to Silverton, is you get to hang out at the aquarium and maybe catch a mermaid. Yes, somewhere. that's always a great great spot. Yeah, I think that is the only casino in Las Vegas with. Living mermaids. Living mermaids. Uh, I don't yeah. know if there's others that have dead mermaids, but uh, well, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. <laughs> or magical or imaginary, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I love all this. Uh, real quick, I I know you have your own business, and we just because we're nice people, we want you to plug it. <laughs> give you give us give us a quick plug on your business, Dana. You're so kind. <laughs> uh, the business that I run is a very small manufacturing outfit called Adore Oil, AdoreOil.com. Uh, on special uh, is always. Two lip balm for $7 free shipping. You give me $7, I'm going to keep your lips happy for a month. I love it. I'm obsessed with with that. Kind of, he gave me one. And I'm excited to go home and use it. And you need um, it here in Vegas. You, you need the lip balm all, all right. the time. <laughs> That's great. Well, listen, we you know appreciate how much you've lifted up the city and just really embraced. I mean, there's so many great fans out there and so many wrecking. I think a lot of the fans have become stars, don't you? There's a lot of faces that I go, oh, I know her. I know him. I know her. Right? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and a lot of the same faces that you see on the cover of the newspaper every single time there's a story about the Golden Knights. So, so true. And then even like, you know, in the pre-show and all that, we have the Blue Man groups there, Wayne Newton's there, Carrot Top's there. I mean, it's all of our great headliners here in Las Vegas, you know, make trips to the games too. So it's a and whole you experience. you see Cirque du Soleil once in a while. Yes. Performance during uh, intermission. You do. Yeah, it's been a, been a great experience. So go Knights, go. Let's continue on our streak. Yes. and go uh, Knights, go. Go, if you want to follow Christopher Green on Twitter, he is at Sharky Green, and you will see him with the hashtag VGK Warmies guy. He's a lot of fun. We appreciate you coming on. Thank Thanks, you Christopher. Much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. We'll Our two tips are next. Let's go to Vegas, baby. Let's get away. Who wants to live forever when we can have a day? Thanks for listening to Vegas Revealed. Each week, we'll chat about anything Las Vegas. Highlights of things new and old, secrets, stories, and our favorites. 
We look forward to interviewing some of the most interesting people in Vegas, celebrities, friends, those that work behind the scenes, and more. We want to enhance your Vegas experience. We've lived here for 15 years each, and we have some really useful tips. Expect something different each week on Vegas Revealed. Time for Dana and Sean's secret tips, and this week I'm focusing on a spot that I hit last week called Ferguson's Downtown, Sean. Okay. And it's the old Ferguson's Motel, so it was originally built in the 1940s. You know, you see little motels are run down, and then they just kind of sit there, right? Yeah, well, before the big hotels started here in Vegas, right. it was filled with motels. Exactly. So they thought, you know what? Uh, we have a great idea. We're going to like open this up, and we're going to put some shops and some restaurants, and we're going to have some green space in there and we're going to have workshops and a rooftop to co-work and all these different things right centered around this and now they called it Ferguson Downtown. I recently went to La Manja, which is the Mexican restaurant there. My brother brought me a gift certificate for Christmas and said, I know you love to try new places and finally hit that up. The food was fantastic and it was just such a cool little spot, but like what a great idea, right? Oh, that's so cool. I, and you know what? That's the uh, what I love about downtown Las Vegas right now. And, you know, a lot of you people for who don't live here, you say downtown and they yeah. think the Las Vegas Strip. Right. No, downtown is like the Fremont Street area, mm-hmm. like down by the Golden Nugget and the El Cortez, all of that. What I love that they're doing down there is bringing new life back to these older properties that are kind of a glimpse into the past of our city. Yeah, I mean, it's really cool because you walk up. I, I parked a little down the road and I walked up and I'm like, oh, this is really cool because they have like the neon sign and everything, like Ferguson's Motel. And it's, it's just... Um you know, nostalgic, but yet new. And then there were, you know, different heater lamps out there. You could sip a cocktail. And you think like, you know, even if you're visiting, like, well, why would I go to this area of Fremont? Well, because where else can you go and get like, go to like an old motel and then it's new again? Yeah, it's really cool. (laughs) It is. And something that just uh, the city of Las Vegas actually just announced um, this week is that the owners of Ferguson downtown have been approved for this open air plaza concept too, where they're going to offer like food truck events, and other special programming. So they're really making use of that area and they just keep expanding Fremont East and adding more and more so that it goes further and further. So I'm excited for that. There's some construction around there that uh, will be done at some point and I think it will make the whole area (laughs) better. (laughs) That's me not knowing the date it's going to be done. Um, But yeah, so but it's a cool spot. Ferguson's downtown. Check it out. They're very cool. All right. So my tip is for pet owners okay for pet there's a lot of them there are there's a ton of them and a lot of people like to travel with their pet and finding a pet friendly hotel a place to stay with your pet can be really tough i'm having this problem right now for spring break trying Mm -hmm. to find places that will allow your pet to stay with you and it can be difficult unless you plan on traveling to one of MGM Resort's 15 properties. What they have done is created a pet butler service. Oh, wow. What is that? So not only are they, you know, allowing your pet to just stay with you, they have created a list of services that really pamper your pet while you stay there. If you sign up for this pet butler service, you... uh, It comes with kenneling and leashing where you can, you know, bring your... When you can't take your 
pet with you if you're headed out to a, a dinner or something they offer services to keep your your oh, pet that's there great. and keep them entertained and Perfect. they also have little snack kits mm. upon arrival and there's a whole list of uh, amenities that that comes with this uh, pet butler service and I, I think what we need to do is kind of do a, a deep dive into the whole uh, pet friendly um, <laughs> accommodations and activities here in Las Vegas on a future episode yeah. of Vegas Revealed I but a lot of people love to travel with their pet and it's just you know it's like their child and they don't want and then you know you got to find you know like you said care if you do want to leave and you got to find some place to put them or someone to watch them so they want to bring them along i remember when i drove cross country here back in 2004 the only choice i had because i had my cat with me was motel six and super eights the whole yeah, way that's all totally i could do yeah, yeah so anyway great idea so it's called the what pet concierge this is the um pet butler service pet butler service with mgm resorts there okay. are 15 pet friendly properties good for people to love know. it love these tips today and uh, we love that you joined us special thanks to uh, christopher green a vegas golden knights fan and christina aguilera for chatting with us too and we will be back uh, from our home at the palazzo broadcast studio at lagasse stadium next week for more vegas revealed